0: In this installment, I continue my interview with Lindsay James about her experience growing up Vietnamese American in the United States and raising her multiracial children.
1: When I was growing up um, in school, I, you know, I learned we, my brothers and I, we learned English fairly quickly just because we were, you know, so young, and um, you know, we. Went to school predominantly, you know, um, Caucasians. There was a few other Asians that, you know, had were in the you know ESL class that we learned English. But mm-hmm. we just picked up English, you know, fairly fairly easy since we were only, you know, like three, four. I started preschool, so four or five years old. Um, so we pretty we pretty much adapted pretty well. Um, I don't really. I don't really recall a whole lot of, um, you know, like racism, like blatant Mm -hmm. um, growing up, you know, in in school. I -hmm. mean, there was a few, you know, there might have been a few little things, but now that I, you know, look back. But we, I think we just kind of blended in and just kind of, you know, I I had a lot of, um, we did pretty well in school, so. I had a lot of honors classes, um, English, Mm -hmm. you know, even Mm -hmm. so I grew up, grew up with most of my friends were Caucasian. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: and I really, you know, throughout middle school, elementary, middle school, I really didn't hang out with, um, very many other, um, races just because it wasn't really diverse, Mm -hmm. um, even growing up on the West side. So it really wasn't until high school, um, sophomore, junior years when I ended up meeting um, some of the Asians. And and I remember even when I first started hanging out, they thought I was stuck up because I, you know, all my friends were white and mm-hmm. my one best friend was um, Mexican that I met in seventh grade.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and we just, you know, we just clicked and we were friends, you know, from the beginning. And so Um, I didn't really think anything much of it. I just, you know, kind of adapted. And, um, I think the main thing was the, you know, the way, obviously, you know, I'm full Asian, so I look Asian, the, um, the language, you know, comments or, you know, people would make fun. Um, so I actually changed my name, Mm. um, because of thinking um you know i was going to get made fun of and how would i get a job and when people looked at my name so i ended up changing i'm the only one in my family that changed their name and my parents um, they became u.s citizens um, when i was in sixth grade so once you know i'm not sure how it is now but back then when the adults become citizens, kids automatically under 18 okay. um, become citizens. So, okay. and at that time it was easier to change the name. So um, like my Vietnamese name is Jung. Um, How but, do you spell that? And I kind of don't want to spell it out because I don't want people like to make fun of it, but
0: it okay, yeah. Gotcha. So
1: it's not very, you know, I, even to this day, I don't do you know like the to tell people. Um, it's it's a actually it's a really common Vietnamese name and a lot of people have it but okay. um, people do you know people do make fun of it and so Aww. it's just something that I don't usually tell people That's um, so sad yeah and my my parents actually don't even call me my Vietnamese name so we kind of laugh we're like I don't even know why they named us <laughs> so okay. I have a I have a Chinese name that they call me so I grew up calling you know my Chinese name is Yong so at home that's what they call me and so I changed my name to Lindsay when I was in sixth grade and then go so going in from um sixth grade to seventh grade like you know I had it, it changed just well because not a lot of people like really knew me um okay. so so and then I, did you pick six Lindsay um, that was my, so the, my friends growing up in, on the neighborhood, um, mm-hmm. w- was Lindsay and Allison. <laughs> so, okay. so I, you know, I was like, oh, I kind of like that name. So that's kind of how I picked it. Yeah. And then my last name is Lynn, L-I-E-N. So I was like, oh, Lindsay, you know, I kind of go, and so that's kind of how I picked the name. And so, um, you know, that the whole name thing, you know, back then
0: was, you know, oh, you know, oh, yep, they're Asian or they're, you
1: know, you can, you can tell by the name.
0: So, yeah. And I remember, I remember that mm-hmm. it's just, um, awful because it's basically saying, you know, mm-hmm. it's anything that's different than white is basically mm-hmm. not normal. Yeah. And it just was, it was just sad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I guess is is all that to say what we had to go through and, um, what type of ways do you feel that your family kept the heritage and culture alive in your house?
1: So we, um, we celebrate um, Chinese new year. We Mm -hmm. um, with my parents, like being Buddhist, there was little traditions that they would do. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, as kids, we kind of just kind of went along with it, but they, you know, for, like holidays or anniversary more so like anniversaries of um you know ancestors that have passed away so Mm. you know they would light incense um they would have like fruit or food and and basically they leave it it's like preparing a Mm -hmm. you know like a serving and then they're it's almost like an offering Mm. um so they would you know light the incense and say their little prayers and Mm -hmm. so we would just you know then they would like say hey here you go light it and you know bow Mm -hmm. so we would just kind of do it and go along with it Mm -hmm. um and not really understand what we're doing but we would just do it like okay go you know Mm -hmm. and then um but we um so you know food is one of the main things it's it's centered around a lot of like the celebrations and um you know we eat as a family we um you know my mom cooked every day so we we didn't grow up going out to eat
0: um so yeah wow what was your favorite Vietnamese meal that she would cook um or does cook still
1: <laughs> they they do a, there's a lot of um you know like soups um usually there's rice and then there's usually um at least two or three different you know there's always like a some veggie and then there's like a meat dish um so it's more so like a three course meal mm-hmm. um and then rice pretty much every day so
0: um, well rice you know is the most universal mm-hmm. Food, <laughs> every yeah, which is it, it's it's amazing. I mean, you know, but yeah, um, so nothing nothing particular stands out to you, just more so that it's the type of delivery of the meal.
1: Yeah, and then like steam buns, you know, my mom still makes that, the uh, pork buns or steam mm-hmm. buns. Yes, um, yeah, so you know, just noodles fried rice um Mm -hmm. like you know just all kinds seafood um so i
0: I remember one um tradition well you wearing red for your Mm -hmm. wedding and seeing those photos for sure would stand Mm -hmm. out um i would say that after one thing i thought was really beautiful was the tradition you had after having a baby Mm-hmm. I didn't know if this was like a very planned thing, but it was just like, uh, it was just going to happen. There was no other option. There was no like this. I, I just wanted this in my home. So basically I'll let you explain after having your children, what you do after coming home from the hospital.
1: Yeah. So right. after, so my daughter was, um, the first born. So, um, it was just, I guess, planned and given that I, I lived an hour, I lived in Lansing. So, which was an hour um, Mm -hmm. from Grand Rapids, but I um, basically the first month, Mm -hmm. um, you know, if not a few weeks, but I ended up going for a month. um, I went back to my mom's house. So Mm -hmm. um, she, you know, different traditions, she would take basically kind of help take care you know, of me, and I'm grateful that she did just because it took me, you know, a little bit, uh, a few weeks to heal.
0: But you didn't have to get up. I mean, she would, you wouldn't get up. It was like part of the thing, like, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: There's, was, there's was little, little things that my mom would do that was, you know, it like she did this, um, like steam. Um, yes. oh, I don't even know what it's called, but she would steam a whole bunch of like water and, and, um, She put like ginger and um, I can't remember what else is in it. But basically what you do is you like put a blanket over and then you put that hot steam under you. So it was supposed to like clear out your pores and kind of like clear out, you know, any bad, I don't know, um, toxins and stuff like that. Mm. Um, so that you know you stay healthy and and clean and stuff like that. So and then wait,
0: where is this place? Is this like? Are you saying like under your? bottom like you're no 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 you like sorry I was imagining like you're no
1: <laughs> no you sit like on like I just sat on the floor gotcha and okay. then the
0: the pot you know it she's was... creating her own spot for you like yes yeah own steam yeah. For you. yeah pretty much it's like okay, okay. I was yeah, like yeah. so confused because some people do this like I'm not to make this all like. graphic <laughs> like these okay anyways I will not go that far no no we did
1: do so yeah so it was just sitting and it was basically your face so it was like it was that's a good way to put it it's like kind of like a sauna spa yeah so you would put you know you would put it like relaxing yeah under your face I mean it was hot so it makes you sweat Mm. out you know and then um,
0: those toxins
1: yeah and then that and then the other thing was so you know I did nurse and Breastfed Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. so you know, in you know, sorry, but uh, for listening, but you know, when you in the beginning, you know, it gets tender hard, yeah, yeah. So (laughs) then there was like, so I remember her doing this coconut, she would like, um, put some coconut in like the pan and then she Mm -hmm. would, you know, like, I don't know, cook kind of like cook it a little bit, Mm -hmm. and then it was something I don't know, even know what it really did, but when. It's supposed to help, like, the milk production. Oh, okay. So she would, like, rub it on me, and I'm, you oh, know, wow. I'm just like, what is she doing? Like, this is yeah. really awkward. My mom well, is like,
0: probably... <laughs> Wow.
1: And I'm like, I guess I just let her do this. Like, yeah. this is her tradition. And you're like, you know, no,
0: she's had five children. I'm not going to question this at this point.
1: <laughs> so, right? so I was like, okay, whatever she's doing, like, you know, and. And I mean, you know, but it, oh, you know, I guess it helped, but I just yeah. kind of let let her do it. And
0: Well, you know what happened to me in my first pregnancy? <laughs> <laughs> I got like a breast infection trying to nurse. Like, to nurse. So, I mean, whatever she was doing, yeah. was keeping you definitely healthy was probably yeah. massaging the milk ducts to get, yep. make sure that, you know, you weren't getting an infection and yeah. getting the milk flow to like really yeah, yeah. and I a, didn't understand that's amazing it, but I just was like
1: okay go with it but you know mm-hmm. I mean whatever she did I you know I ended up nursing for a whole year which yeah. was like I can't believe I did that but <laughs> I know <sometimes laughs> I was
0: astonished that I did this <laughs> like, wow yeah we're amazing we are amazing <laughs> I mean wow yeah, yeah. Um, well that brings
1: me back to like another tradition that and it's mm-hmm. not necessarily um related to like pregnancy but a lot of asians and you've seen this with um like michael phelps you know the cupping yes so yeah yeah, so so and you know people do it to this day so like whenever um we would get like a cold or like you know feel Mm. under the weather like Mm -hmm. flu like symptoms and you know my mom would be like oh you know you want me to uh," so you basically you take the coin like a like a quarter and then you use like either like an oil or like a mentholatum um, just for the to kind of lubricate it so you put it and you do this on your back mm-hmm. so then you just put the you know um, oil or menthol on your like you you know just swipe like a line and then you take the coin and then you start rubbing and then what that creates is like red marks and it looks like you know, to somebody who doesn't know what you're doing, it's like, oh, my God, what happened? You know, somebody whipped you. But it, it's what it's doing is it's opening up the pores and letting the bad toxins out. Mm. So that um, I don't know what it's called in English, but it's similar to the cupping. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Procedure. Yeah. And that's that what the cupping, and
0: acupuncture is very, yeah. you know, from mm-hmm. I had yeah, acupuncturist for my first Pregnancy, which was interesting, to induce yeah. me random. Oh, random really? Little interesting. <laughs> yes. Wow. From a, from a Chinese woman in okay. Los Angeles, it was very. I was very impatient, and she was like, "We'll take care of you." Okay. <laughs> I know exactly where to put this. <laughs> I was like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> Within forty-eight hours, you'll be. I was. Yeah, it was very interesting. Um. <laughs> so wow. That's interesting. I, I guess I've never heard of like the cupping though with the coins like that. That's fascinating. Yeah. It's just another technique. And, you know, yeah. the thing
1: is that in Asian culture, that's like normal. But, yeah. you know, until, you know, Michael Phelps does it or it's, you know, right. now it's these athletes. Yeah. Do it. You know, somebody like, that's oh, a wow. celebrity or yeah, now right. it's cool or let's, you know, go ahead and do it. It's okay.
0: Mm-hmm. It's okay to do it now. But Right. But you probably wouldn't be openly talking about these techniques you'd be using in, in West Michigan, say, Yeah. In, the, in nine.
1: Well, like, I, I remember mean, I remember like being
0: embarrassed, like, mom, yeah.
1: cover up, you know,
0: cover up or don't. But it's you know, all because, genius work that's yeah. happening and healing work that's happening that is now in every spa mm-hmm. that you go to, right? It's like And they're just
1: like natural, you know, natural, yes. um, what do they call it? Um Therapy, you know, yeah. therapy
0: I went remedies Where I went to things. get my massage the other day, had it, mm-hmm. offered it. So, I mean, it's like, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a shame. It's, 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 um, Western medicine has yeah put down the Eastern medicine, basically. So it's yeah. happened again. Yeah. Um, and I think I just grew up, I think I just grew up like, you know, there's some things that I remember
1: like kind of being embarrassed about and even like, for example, like my language, you know, like, yeah, I would be embarrassed to speak it outside of my home yes. and I grew mm-hmm. up even now you know I've always spoken it to my parents um, and then you know and I remember you know in middle high school like my friends would hear me and you know a- as I got older some words were easier to say in English or you know one mm-hmm. one or two words so I would say I would kind of like speak Vietnamese but then throw in an English word here and there mm-hmm. and then my, I remember my friends are like oh she's mixing again you know and not mm-hmm. in a, not in like a making fun of me way but just kind of a fun joking way but
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and I really I pretty much grew up embarrassed about speaking another language and now I've learned to embrace it yeah and I am like you know I don't, I don't care where I'm at you know I'm to talk mm-hmm. to my mom and I'm gonna to talk to her in Vietnamese and if you don't like it I guess you know Sorry, you know, so I've learned I have learned over the years, you know, in my adult life later, you know, now to accept it and embrace it and not, you know,
0: allow people to um, make me feel bad or embarrassed. Well, being bilingual, trilingual or Mm -hmm. plus is actually what every is the goal now for most Mm -hmm. people so it's like and we now know that it's working another part of your brain to to be learning these multiple languages at the same time whether you start with uh, mandarin and are learning english Mm -hmm. or start with english and learning spanish or whatever but it's just um it's a sad thing that you know there's so many um non-native speaking i should say that migrate or immigrate Mm -hmm. to the u.s that have talked about losing their language just out of that very point of being embarrassed yeah yeah which is like such it's such a shame it's so sad again you know it's Mm -hmm. um and i'm glad that you proudly speak it and i just you know i know that i remember asking about if the kids were going to learn some and i Mm -hmm. um i don't know if they have picked up on some of that would you say or when they were younger, because um, we
1: because we lived an hour away, it was a little bit harder because mm-hmm. we didn't see you know my parents as often. But mm-hmm. um, as you know, they grew up hearing it, so they so they're not thinking like it's weird or they're not you know. But then my you know the times that my mom was very um, involved and in, you know loved you know being around my kids, so she would speak. To them in Chinese or she you know Mm -hmm. then she would teach them Chinese and I'm like mom we don't even speak Chinese Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I don't speak Chinese you know so she would teach them because she wanted them to kind of know and learn some words so she would you know whenever she was you know was like oh are you hungry you know she would say it in Chinese and she Mm -hmm. would you know Mm
0: -hmm. do you need to go
1: potty so they learned a few words Chinese word you know Mm -hmm. and so and it was it's just really hard to um you know, teach a second language when, you know, it's not, you know, obviously English is more my primary language. And then, yes. you know, being married to African-American, you know, we spoke English. So it wasn't like I could, I was speaking that to my spouse and, mm-hmm. you know, so it just English became, you know, just
0: easy. And
1: and there and, probably
0: wasn't many, well, I shouldn't assume this, were there many Schools like bilingual schools offering Mandarin Chinese, not in West that. Michigan. To, not so to go much to schools.
1: Not too, okay. Not too much. I
0: think there's more now. Okay. You know, because yeah. I have some friends who are just. I can't even just say Mandarin like all mm-hmm. over the map. Who yeah. A lot of times they spend like almost all day Saturday because their their kids are normally like first generation, and um the parents are um you know primary language or their first language is something mm-hmm. else and so they want their children to learn it. And so mm-hmm. I know just like a probably handful of families I'll say that their children go on Saturdays mm-hmm. pretty much like Chinese day school to school or Japanese mm-hmm. school or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um different just to make sure that it's mm-hmm. um that, you know that they're learning Keps it, yeah, they're learning it, and that's mm-hmm. interesting. But if you're regionally, depending on where you live, you might not yeah. have that option. Period. And so, yeah, and I think there maybe was. I just never really
1: looked into it because you know I was thinking like it was expensive or yeah, you know that's you just have to thing, keep it
0: economically. You would mm-hmm. have to be able to, or your yeah. parents would have had to mm-hmm. be able to afford that. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's not part of a public traditionally not part of a public school <laughs> education. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh.
1: And now you see, nowadays, more so now you have a few elementaries that are, you know,
0: Spanish immersion or yes. Chinese immersion. Yep. That's like it's kids, they do yeah. the, the Spanish immersion. Mm-hmm. But still in certain areas, you know. Yes. Yep. Um, it, it, would, it would mostly be, well, the way that our program is set up is that there. it's intended to have well, at least in our district, in our cluster, I'll say mm-hmm. for the schools that their intention is that there is, um, a, a, at least 50% okay. Spanish speaking. Okay. Um, as their primary language coming into the program, okay. their family's primary language coming into the program. And then, um, so everyone's kind of on even playing field. So to, so yeah, mm-hmm. kind of right. Because they're, both the intention is that both English speaking kids and Spanish speaking kids are having parts of their day where Mm -hmm. they're learning not in their primary language. So it's interesting. It's, it's Mm -hmm. definitely, um, I think, you know, we're, the USA is trying to go the right direction, but Mm-hmm. Um, it just goes back and forth. Like there's even some people today who are like, "No, everyone should have to speak English. Nothing should be offered in other languages," which is just so discriminatory. Mm-hmm. I can't even, yeah, wrap my head around it. But um, kind of moving on to a little bit. So w- with your kids, because we haven't even been able to talk about your kids <laughs> yet. But I think this is so. It's we needed this history the kind of background. I mean, obviously, there's so much more to mm-hmm. um your experience and growing up but just have you have given us a good taste uh, or a little bit of background to how you were raised which is definitely going to impact how you're going to raise your children how how do you see the differences being and also 2021
1: <laughs> yeah i think well one of the main differences um between like how my parents um raise me and how i'm trying to raise my kids are the community is communication um mm-hmm. i've try to have a little bit more open communication yeah. and discussion where growing up we we really didn't talk about much you know um and it just how it was i didn't kind of didn't know better um i didn't really ask my mom too much about different things um mm-hmm. where i want my daughter to come to me and I want her to, you know, I want to kind of open up and talk about, you know, different things, whether it be, you know, school or what's going on in the world or about friends. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just want her to be able to kind of have that open dialect because, you know, as my, you know, my mother, you know, she did her best and is great. And I know she, you know, loves me and it's, it's unconditional love and she's still very supportive um the conversation sometimes um i don't go to her and talk about things cuz i don't want to worry her you know don't want to disappoint i don't want to let her down um so just all those different things and emotions that uh, that i i guess go through my mind instead of just going and talking to her
0: yeah. you know
1: so i i want to be able to you know have that with my kids and and have you know, those conversations. And, mm-hmm. um, so that's one of the, the main things. And I think as, as I, you know, try to help them, you know, grow up in the American culture, I mean, they, mm-hmm. you know, my parents only knew to, um, you know, raise me from how they were brought up, but, you know, mm-hmm. um, like, for example, sports, you know, my mm-hmm. mom, like I played volleyball in, in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I tried out track one year, but my mom never, my parents never went to any of my games because they didn't know to. And I, yeah. I don't think I even really asked them to because, mm-hmm. you know, she had, um, you know, my sister
0: was younger other my Other kids. Age, other kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And so I just, you know, I just didn't, I didn't know that that's what, you know.
0: It has changed it a lot. This, I would say even, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, from our generation, my parents weren't at every single game either, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, yeah. But I do, I do know that it wouldn't have, you know, certain families, it wasn't really looked mm-hmm. at as a priority where it has become such the priority and everything's mm-hmm. scheduled around that now. Yeah. Right? It's, yeah. It's, um, it's a little, yeah. So much for sure. Yeah. But, and even you know. so,
1: like, you know, where kids are like, oh, their parents not here. Oh, they don't care about it. You know, where yeah. it's that's not really even the case. The parent might no. be working, or mm-hmm. you know,
0: you know, Definitely. maybe they
1: can't come. It's not that they don't want to, you right. know. So
0: or don't have the means because mm-hmm. wh- wherever, you know, yeah these sports games are, you have to travel. Mm-hmm. And, um yeah. do you see have your have your children? had to deal directly with any discrimination or difficulty with kind of communicating with peers about their race?
1: Um, I think one of the biggest things is, um, you know, the way like my kids, you know, we talk about this often because they think they don't look like me.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And they, they do look, you know, I know Sophia looks just like her dad. She's like a mini me, you know? Um, But growing up, like we, we they grew up in Orlando, Florida. Um okay. for three years. Um Sophia was five, Austin was two, and so she for a couple years from there. And even though, you know, Orlando has, you know, a lot of Puerto Ricans, um, a little bit more diversity down there, um, some of the kids didn't know she was Asian. Um, mm-hmm. they knew she was mixed, but they really didn't didn't know what you know, what she was mixed with. And, you know, at that young age, sometimes they do and don't. And Would I remember they asked, ask? um, no, not really. Okay. Um, I remember picking her up, you know, a couple of times going to the office and for like a point, you know, a doctor appointment or something. And, um, they had, she had to, you know, be kind of walked to the office like a buddy and i you know i'll never forget because it was funny they're like that's your mom you know and Mm -hmm. because they didn't think she was asian you know and Mm -hmm. and so they're like you know and to her she's like yeah that's my mom you know and Mm -hmm. and you know even now as she's older like i don't think um i don't think that they people you know exactly know um sometimes you know kids you can tell but they know mm-hmm. she's mixed they know they're mixed but
0: they don't really know mm-hmm. um and so, so i think they they think that she's birish they're just not sure what it is mixed. yeah with, a lot of times they think that she's that she's part black is i would sure sometimes or sometimes
1: they think she's they might- spanish okay so sometimes she gets you know or lets you know mm-hmm yeah. So, and some kids, you know, they don't, they don't really know. They like, oh, okay. I I thought she was mixed, but you know, they're, they're just not sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. How did you, or did your kids, I should start with, did your kids know anything about the hate crimes against Asians that were murdered here in Atlanta recently? um we you know we don't watch the news too much um we don't watch
1: the news on a regular basis at mm-hmm. home we don't we we really don't have the tv on
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so things that they see are from either you know from school or you know they they do watch you know videos and so they they are like on you know netflix or they do watch some shows so i think um for the most part they Things that, that they about. hear. Yeah, things that they hear and, you know, at school, what kids are talking about. So we we did, like, talk about some of this stuff. Um, I, we don't really, you know, put on the news and kind of, you know have everything going on in the world all the time mm-hmm. um but it's exhausting
0: they, to always have it on that's for yeah sure.
1: but they know like you know we talked about like when um you know last year with the the you know down even downtown Grand Rapids here you know they were doing the protesting and um so there so when they go to their dad's house um her they have, you know her cousin Maya's like 21 now so you know, she's sometimes talks to her about stuff and she was telling her, I think about her going downtown protesting. So, you know, so my kids will, Austin doesn't really talk about things, Sophia more so, Um, you know, so she'll hear, um, you know, with the whole presidential debate and things like that, you know, they talked about it at school. So she's like, you know, oh, my gosh, people are so dumb, like, you know, both sides or, you know, these Trump people and Mm. why do they have to be, you know, you know, so, you know, discriminative or why do they have to, you know, and so we'll talk about it. And we try to, you know, I think for uh, like me and for I try not to, you know, trying trying to teach them not to be judgmental is one. Um, And then you know, we, we address things. Yes. It's gonna, it's going on in the world. Like these are, you know, this is what you're going to see. Um, but how we act and how, you know, you can have an opinion about something, but you don't have to act, you know, and be malicious and be, Mm -hmm. you know, like you don't have to act, um, just mean and, you know, do some of the things that, you know, people do intentionally just to hurt people. Like that's just, Mm -hmm. you know, we, you know, and it's hard. I think sometimes with the, you know, you want to have the Christian values and you want to have the morals and you want to teach them, you know, to live, you know, moral and righteous. Um, and then, but you also don't want to, you know, when there, when there is racism or when somebody is being, you know, judgmental or discriminating like you, it doesn't mean you can't address it or Mm -hmm. call somebody out on it or, Mm -hmm. you know, teach them, um, you know, in the right way that that's wrong. You know, we, Mm -hmm. and that's sometimes a struggle and a challenge because, you know, you sometimes cross lines and, you know, I grew up not saying things. I grew up not addressing things, not drawing attention, non-confrontation. And as I learned, you know, different skills in communicating, I learned that, no, you should, you know, hold people accountable. You should, mm-hmm. it's okay to, you know, address things and talk about things. And it's okay mm-hmm. to disagree. It's okay to have conversations, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. and let somebody know that, hey, you know, maybe you didn't mean it, but what you said is kind of racist, is, mm-hmm. you know, you
0: shouldn't be joking about that mm-hmm. you know right would so was did your family pro- go to any protests
1: no we did we did not um yeah. i did take the kids um you know the first uh, what, what was it the summer uh, the first mm-hmm. time when mm-hmm. I can't remember what month it is. Sorry. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, downtown Grand Rapids when they yeah. did some, there was some fires and we, you know, I, I took them down there and drove around just because yeah. I wanted them to see like, this awareness. is what was going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is what was going on. And, you know, are,
0: mm-hmm. Um. are they, so are they then aware at all of the crimes against Asians and this ridiculous, um. naive way of thinking that these people are are attacking certain Asians thinking that they may have caused COVID or they're bringing just like dumb stuff but I think I feel like I hear more about it honestly I mean Atlanta was a very horrific situation but mm-hmm. I feel like I hear I'm hearing more about it in on the west coast
1: yeah in, I don't um, think California Grand Rapids
0: and yeah the, uh, New York mm-hmm.
1: I think for the for the most part in Grand Rapids, it's not as, um,
0: yeah, blatant, you know, blatant. yeah, it's not as, blatant. it's never been, yeah, <laughs> it's the Michigan nice, right, that they yeah. always talk about,
1: yeah, um, but she has, but Sophia has, you know, she has mentioned that, you know, as far as, like, you know, you know, people calling it the China virus, like, why do you have to do, you know, why do you yeah, have to do that, and just because you're
0: Asian doesn't mean, you know,
1: doesn't mean, you know, so,
0: well, I think it's been a lot, for, you know, especially for my kids to process seeing mm-hmm. the police murders of black people. Um, yeah. You know, I have to protect them against like seeing even my my own self to protect against looking at all this footage over and over. Mm-hmm. It's just too traumatic. Um, and I used to even feel guilty that I'm like, well, someone had to actually live it. Why should I should mm-hmm. actually watch it? But then. You know, mm-hmm. you can't just be witnessing that over and over and over, mm-hmm. um, without really being able to have the time to process and heal and all these things, but, and especially ki- children having to yeah, then process this. And I just can't even imagine after the last couple of years, just how life is going to be and with the pandemic and mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's they're definitely living through some interesting history yeah for sure would um how and i mean you know i mean i think this is an ever-changing thing Mm -hmm. i don't think that once you decide it's forever and always it can change it's fluid but how or do your kids racially identify um as anything right now or i think
1: Sophia is going through because she's, you know, going through the teenage stage that she she does struggle with it. Um, she's, you know, sw- she switched schools um, the middle of eighth grade. She's in ninth grade now. So she switched um, to a school now that's um, a lot more diverse okay. um, where before it was predominantly white. Um, so she has she has, you know, we've had conversations where she feels like she doesn't fit in, she feels like, you know, she's sometimes she does. She has more things in common with, you know, like some of the Caucasians, you know, she watches, you know, Korean soap operas right now and she, you know, likes the K-pop, so, you know, <laughs> to some of the kids it's like weird, you know, she's mm. not. So she kind of is her own person, yeah. which, I'm, which I'm glad and I'm very, yes. you know, I, and I commend her for it. And I said, you know, you be your own, you know, be, do what you like. And, you know, she's a straight A student, you know, very, um, determined in you know, her educational goals and, you know, she does volleyball. So she, Mm -hmm. so she's got a little, she's, you know, very versatile, likes theater, likes arts. You know, I've had her, you know, try piano lessons and she's done choir. So she's got, she's pretty well-rounded. Um, And she, you know, she was going to um, the other school district where she kind of struggled with friends and she felt like she didn't fit in and she wasn't, I think, accepted at times. And I don't know if that's just because it's, you know, she wasn't part of the popular kids. Um, And she got along with, you know, people, but she just never, she never got invited to, you know, outside of school. So Mm -hmm. that was always a struggle and she... You know, asked a few times to switch schools, and Mm. I told her. You know, I said, "Well, you know, we don't just switch schools just because you don't have friends." You know, like, Mm. um, but you know, prayed about it and opportunity. You know, I was looking for my own place, and you know, I looked everywhere, and with the whole, you know, housing market, it it wasn't a lot of options. But you know, just things kind of fell into place, and we ended up um, being able to. I you know bought a place a year ago, and and so it allowed for her to switch schools and in the school district that, you know, I work for. So in Kentwood, mm-hmm. which is, you know, the most diverse, I think, in the state.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I think it's it, it's good for her. And she is kind of, now she's kind of dealing with, you know, being in a more diverse. It's still trying to find a I lot.
0: Yeah. It's there too. But yeah. yes, you're not the only mm-hmm. other different whatever we want to say right Mm -hmm. yeah um i think that's that's awesome that you're letting it you know her explore then you know as she processes and gets older she'll be Mm -hmm. you know making her own decisions and coming to to peace with things would you say so i have a very very important question does she watch the sitcom mix Dish? she
1: (laughs) she i don't think she has yet okay
0: interesting i would like
1: to do a follow-up and no (laughs) she Um, she might have watched some um i i I have to actually i still have not watched um
0: that you know but yeah it's a cute show 80s it brings all the 80s culture comes back you're gonna reminisce (laughs) and about all that um so to wrap it up i guess i'll just ask final question what is your hope for your children I just hope that they, I just, you know,
1: my goal is for that, for them to just learn to love themselves, you know, Mm -hmm. love who they are, Um, you know, different cultures, like just embrace both sides. Um, You know, they don't have to pick one or the other.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, You know, I want them to just be um, proud of who they are and, and, you know, just, be successful, you know, humble, Mm -hmm. um, you know, human beings and just do their best and, you know, treat people with respect. And, and, you know, my, my goal always is to teach them to treat people, you know, fairly, no matter, you know, what race they are. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we, you know, I, I, I don't emphasize, you know, race, you know, like I, Mm -hmm. I, and that one is like, oh, yeah, you know, you're, you know, Auntie Shian, you're, you know, she's the mixed one, you know, like, you, is that <laughs> yes. your, is that, you know, Johnny, your black friend, you know, like, so mm-hmm. I, right, I try not to like, teach them those having those labels, because it doesn't matter yeah. if they're no. Asian white friend or not, you know, it's your friend, mm-hmm. you know, and then, mm-hmm. you know, First but yes, right. you know, but it's okay. And you want to embrace, you know, if yes. they're, you know, white, black, Asian, Or what and there's nothing to be you know embarrassed or Mm -hmm. you know ashamed of and
0: um, celebrate it right (laughs) yeah yeah
1: you know and just have friends you know no matter what the race you know is and and
0: Yeah. yeah love it thank you so much for taking the time uh love you so much and i'm you know always just enjoying watching the kids grow up and it's going to be just so fascinating to hear them talk about how they were raised by us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: thank you for, you know, letting me tell my story and I appreciate you appreciate you and you know, you're, you know, my, you know go to and questions and <laughs> you de- you definitely I will never forget you have helped me out with her hair.
0: <laughs> oh my
1: goodness. <laughs> the braiding
0: was like a lifesaver. <laughs> yes, braiding all day every day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't take it lightly when people share their personal stories, but listening is just as important to understanding the world outside of ourselves and instrumental in us moving forward as a more harmonious country. I want to thank Lindsay again for her having the courage to share today. Let's continue to celebrate our Asian and Pacific Islander friends and Americans, not just in the month of May, but every month of the year, every year. Mixed Life ATL is recorded in Atlanta, Georgia and produced by SDB360, LLC. We can be heard on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever mainstream podcasts can be found. For information on how to advertise your business on this podcast, please message us at MixedLifeATL.com.